everyone, and welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me, as always, is Jesse. Hello! And Caitlin. Hi! And today we are talking about season three, episode 10 of One Tree Hill, titled Brave New World, which, fun fact, is a song by Iron Maiden. Okay. Wee. That's Wahoo. an Iron okay. Maiden. Yeah, that's a yes. harder band than they yeah. usually go for. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, fun fact, this is the mid-season premiere of season three. So, in real time, they'd been off for like a month. Or give or take some. So we get the mother of all recaps. (laughs) I almost skipped this recap because we just recorded two days ago. Yes. Uh, So I'm like, I I super know what happened this time. I almost skipped it. And I'm so glad I didn't. (laughs) It is the most. like already started watching it because I like, like. is this episode this is episode 10 you literally just said it wow anyway <laughs> um so we listened to you I a was, lot brody <laughs> when i was watching episodes eight and nine before we recorded three days ago it autoplayed and started episode 10 and it got through pretty much the entire recap because the only thing that i saw when i turned it back on was brooke yelling what the hell just happened <laughs> right it Which is, is the a most, great way to end a recap. The best. Yeah, right? It's the most cinematic. It, it's like edited beautifully. Like it's the most crazy off the wall recap of a trailer you've ever seen in your life. It's yeah. like, oh, uh, like that's how I finish every episode we watch. So I was with Brooke Davis. Like, what the what hell, the hell just, happened? just happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that happens, which is great. Also, it is accompanied by Sugar We're Going Down by Fall Out Boy or, you know, well, Fall Down Boy. Yeah, it was just the score, though. It was just the instrumental yeah. of Sugar so We're Going Down. Which, so great. If that doesn't amp you up. Right. You are dead inside. Just, <laughs> it, it was It was just Sugar We're Going Down mixed in with one liners from the show that were so good. It was just, oh, uh, I loved it. Chef's kiss. So 10 out of 10. Would recap again. I might just watch that recap again. Right. I don't. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So after the recap, uh, we open where we left off a month ago, you know, in the showtime or whatever. <laughs> yes. yeah. 36 hours ago. Right. I, I have a question. Okay. Bethany Joy Lenz. Mm-hmm. Bethany Joy, what, Galati? Yes. So yes. she was briefly married okay. while yes. on the show. Yes. And I and I can name. tell you that yes. before the series ends, it's back to Bethany Joy Lens. Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time I've noticed it. I don't know if it's been like this in other episodes. Uh, this is the first time I noticed it, and I thought I was losing my mind for a minute. That's all. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I so rarely watch the intro song anymore that I can't tell you when it started. Yeah, hmm. no. But it will change back by the time the series yes. is over. And it's kind of funny. I've listened to so much drama queens now. I don't even remember that her first name is Bethany. It's just Joy. She's Joy. Because yeah. mm-hmm. they just call her Joy. 
every time. So, yeah. well, I mean, and she even says on the, it was, it was actually really funny. I just listened to the Moira Kelly episode. Uh huh. And so like an episode or two before that, Joy was talking about how like she always knows if someone is a real one because they don't call her Bethany. Right. And they like, they just call her Joy. Like nobody calls her Bethany. It's just like oh. her stage name. Yeah. yeah. And Moira comes on and the first thing, the first thing she calls Joy is Bethany. <laughs> and there's like this like really funny like pregnant-ish pause where she's like, you know, you can just call me Joy, right? <laughs> it was really cute. Oh, I love That's it. That's fun. Yes. Okay, yes. Now let's talk about the actual episode unless fine, this is just going to turn to a podcast talking about another podcast. But we love you, drama queens. <laughs> FYI, if you're yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> but we love you, drama queens. I'm manifesting uh, that if we talk about them enough, they're going to talk about us. Let's be please. real here. Oh, my God. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> anyway, we open up where we left off, where Nathan and Haley are doing all the schmoochy smoochies. Actually, more than smoochy smoochy. They took clothes off while they were smoochy smoochy. Oh, and Brooke and Lucas smoochy smoochy with keeping clothes on. So good for them. Um, yes. We get a literary voiceover, kids. Because it's season one. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? It's a very quick one, though, and it happens. And then we shift to the next morning and Nathan gets a phone call. From someone, I think we know it's Deb at that point, because I think he says, Mom or something. Where are you? And so he gets that phone call. Then Lucas also gets a phone call from Peyton and he tells her he has to go see Peyton. And Brooke's a little concerned by this. Yeah, she fucking should be. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they've, uh, they've been together less be. than they've been together less than what twelve hours at this point, and he's already yeah. going to see Peyton. He's already running off to see Peyton. Yep. Yes, yep. but he reassures her that you know they're together now, and they just have to trust each other. And Brooke says, "Yes, I know you're right." And to which I say, "Hey, Lucas, she trusted you last time you were dating." Literally. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's how Oops. we got not into wrong. this mess. Oops. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but she tells him it's okay. He can go see Peyton because she has a busy day ahead of her because, you know, Mouth is setting up her website for Clothes Over Bros. So she figures she's going to have to maybe make a dress or two in case anyone wants to buy something. And they have a really cute exchange with him calling her boyfriend. And no, no, or no, he wrong. calls her girlfriend. He no, calls her she, girlfriend. She calls, she calls him boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what I said, didn't I? No. Oh, well. <laughs> She calls him boyfriend. There you go. And they're very happy about that exchange. It's very cute. It is very, very cute. cute. And then he goes off to see Peyton. Yes. And Brooke looks at the website and the uh, orders. um, There's just more than a couple when when she first logs on. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that. That, That's the thing. Has a panic attack. and. Uh Throws her and laptop across yeah, the room. Yeah, immediately throws her laptop, laptop as though it will make the orders stop. Yep, yep. <laughs> exactly. She shuts yep. the laptop like that's going to stop things and yeah, the, throws across the room. <laughs> the, the Jesse Kadolf method of uh, fixing your problems. Uh, if I don't read the email, it's not a problem. Right. I, then I don't have to deal with it. If I don't know about the problem, yep. it's not a problem. If I yep, don't yep. read the email past the little preview on Gmail, right, it's right. I don't have to deal with it. Exactly. 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 <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exist. Yes. So then we cut over back to Haley, who wakes up with no Nathan, uh, but <gasps> there's a Dan. Oh, uh, 
This but was I will disgusting. Say, it was gross. so disgusting. I mean, thank God like, we only got Dan for this short minute in this entire episode, which is why I think I liked it so much. But he he makes up for God. the fact he only was in it for a minute because he's real fucking creepy this entire time. He's yeah. awful. In that minute, he steals a letter that Nate wrote her and touches her bra. Uh-huh. Like... And touches her bra and goes, at least Peyton was pleasant in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like. Yeah. But yeah, good for listen, Haley for we, calling him out and just oh being like, can God. you go away? You're being real creepy right now. I loved it. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I don't. Let's all say it together. I don't know One, what it two, is. three. I fucking hate Dan Scott. Fuck Dan I mean, Scott. I wasn't going to say that, but you're not wrong. It's just. Thank you. It's so wild to me. Like his progression of evil mm-hmm. since yeah. season one. Like Completely. he has really cranked it to 11 mm-hmm. now that we're in season three. Like, yeah. Good I God. Mean, what did Je- Jesse in season two thought he was just going full Lex Luthor supervillain. And I'm like, Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. honey. You've seen nothing yet. Well, the thing is like, if I had to justify how evil Dan Scott has gotten, uh-huh. it's because he has, but he has proven time and time again, no one's going to stop him. He thinks he's literally unkillable at this moment. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the man was set on fire and he didn't die. The man has had a heart attack. The man was set on fire. Like, he just got voted mayor despite everything, right? He Mm -hmm. thinks he's literally untouchable. So all of his uh, pretenses of being a good person are gone. Oh, he's on a big old ego trip too, because I mean, Mm -hmm. she literally even says something along the lines. Why are you even here? You don't even own this house anymore. And he literally looks at her like I own this house and everything in it. Uh And I always will. And it's like, you can tell that's just how he feels about the town in general now, because he's me. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, moving on swiftly from (laughs) that creeper who is, thank God, not in the rest of this episode. So bye Dan Scott, fuck off. Except for uh, a montage end. moment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes, we'll get to that. Uh, but yes, then we cut over to Lucas, who comes over to Peyton's house. And she reminds him about that time that he said if she ever wanted to go find Ellie, that he would go with her. And he says, yeah, when do you want to go? She's like, right now, because if I don't leave, I probably will never do it. So let's go now. OK, thanks. Let's go. Uh, and he's like, OK, sure. Fine, buddy. Let's go. Yeah. They yeah. they decide to go after he purpose like blatantly just doesn't tell Peyton about him and Brooke being back together. Like Yeah, it just kind of slips his mind. It's fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, and yeah. then we also got a boyfriend hot take this episode. Uh-huh. Uh or just like a boyfriend peanut gallery comment when Great. he's like, uh, remember the last time uh Luke and Peyton went to find one of Peyton's parents? <laughs> No. I mean, he's not wrong. No. He's really not wrong. As we see later in this episode, Brooke remembers that too. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So Brooke remembers it like she was in the room with them. It's wild. I know. <laughs> Dear God. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, cutting to the other Scott brother, Nathan gets a call from Deb telling him where he needs to go to meet her at this hotel or whatever. And Haley tries to call him at the same time, and he he puts Haley to voicemail, which makes her very concerned as we cut to her and Brooke. And Brooke is freaking out about the website, so she called Mouth, 
And he gets over there to fix the website. And she's like, where have you been? And Mouth said, you called me 17 minutes ago and I just got here on my bike. <laughs> Keeping Mouth, Mouth humble. I love yep. it. Keeping him humble. Oh, God. Once again, Mouth is the only teenager in this town with a normal life. Yep. <laughs> right? God. God. <laughs> yes. So she, yeah. So she's like, Mouth, fix it. Fix it. He's like, I don't know what you want me to do. So look, oh, there's 36 orders. Good for you. 37, 38. No, wait, it jumped to 43. Mouth knows how to count. And Brooke admits to them that she didn't think there was going to be this much demand and she doesn't have that many dresses. And they're like, how many have you made so far? Four, just four dresses out of 43. It's fine. All she needed to do was say these dresses are made to order and it would have given her so much leeway. Like, yeah, come on. But I mean, this was before, you know, Etsy was a thing. So it's like, you're right. But also it says a lot about Brooke and Brooke's confidence that she assumed nobody was going to want to buy them. I know. Yeah. Like when you two said literally that you would wear her clothes the minute you saw them. Oh yeah. Oh, I totally would. And I was actively on Etsy while we were recording the last episode, looking at the, (laughs) the the (laughs) gross stuff. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But it's just like, that just says so much about like her confidence in herself, despite the air that she puts on, because like she had, she had the four dresses that she made her friends do a fashion show in for Mm -hmm. Haley. Mm -hmm. And that's it because she didn't think anybody was going to buy them. Like, and truthfully, she tells Lucas at the beginning, she was going to have to make maybe one or two dresses, maybe max. Yeah. Not 43. Especially like in the age of this is like pre Facebook and certainly pre Facebook advertising. Yeah. And like really digital marketing in general is still very new. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. So it's like 2006. Yeah. So it's, I will say like, just from that perspective, it's really like it is a little unrealistic that she sold 44 dresses in two hours and nobody knew about it. Good mm-hmm. for her. Super happy for her. I know that there's a reason that they did that. And mm-hmm. it's and it was to show that she has much less confidence in herself than she pretends. Yes. And I just plus it was know, funny to watch her freak out. <laughs> oh, it, it was hilarious. Brooke, not Brooke Davis. Um, Sophia Bush has great comedic timing. Mm-hmm. So she really got to shine really in this entire episode. Like as mean as Brooke gets, she's fucking hilarious. Like, yeah. 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 Not enough she's hilarious in the chaos. Not enough confidence to believe she'll sell dresses, but enough confidence to start a sweatshop. So you know. <laughs> right. Right. We'll, we'll get to the sweatshop. Yeah. But first we go back to Lucas and Peyton and they are on their way to a nearby town called river city. We got trouble. Not, not in we got, Iowa. We got trouble. Stop it. We got trouble. <laughs> we got a, a ca- Peyton. Uh, yeah, capital P. Capital T. Peyton Sawyer. <laughs> Who, me? They are nowhere near Iowa. Shut it. I grew up in Iowa. I can always sing Music Man, and it's always relevant. Great. <laughs> great. 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 This is great. not a Broadway podcast, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I fucking hate the Music Man. Facts. It's facts. Facts. <laughs> facts. Facts. The only anyway. reason I want to see the Broadway revival is for Hugh Hotman and Sutton Foster. Like, no. that's it. Not, not even honestly. Drag me to see that show. No, no, 
No. Honestly, it's a hot take. I love Sutton Foster, but I do not want to see her murder that role. Uh, like, not murder it in a good way, but like, Marion is a, a Marion is an operatic soprano, and but Sutton Foster's not. It's so not. <laughs> this is what this podcast is now, right? <laughs> Anyway. anyway, for all of you who don't like Broadway, you can tune back in now. Yes, please. Yes, yes. So they're going to River City, which is somewhere still in, yeah, not Iowa. And Lucas tells Peyton that he and Brooke are now back together exclusively. And Peyton immediately goes, this is my favorite line I think she says this whole episode. She says, I'm an idiot. No, wait, you're an idiot because I didn't know any better. Yep. And she feels bad because she's like, wait, you just got back together with Brooke and I immediately take you away from her. You have to call her and tell her that we had plans, that this was a thing. Like, just do it. Tell yeah. her that you made this promise to me that we were going to do this and I held you to it. Like, d- d- be honest, go. So good for her for holding him accountable. And yes. he calls Yeah, Brooke. seriously. I was <sighs> just like, good girl, Peyton. Like. I- Good job, P. Sawyer. Thank you for calling him out. I'm glad that their friendship is at a place that she's comfortable with being like, you're a fucking dumbass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So he calls Brooke and he tells her that he's going out of town. And Brooke, on paper in front of him, seems to handle it very, very well and just tells him to call her when they're close and when they're coming back. However, uh, when when she hangs up that phone and Haley asks where Lucas is, Brooke tells her that he's with his other girlfriend. And we get a quick flashback of him with Peyton in those flashbacks. Oh, uh, 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 yeah. Lucas is I just absolutely oblivious and I don't understand. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't yeah, think it's... I don't think he's oblivious. I think he just thinks that everyone's OK with the current situation. And I think that's Lucas's flaw in a lot of things is that Lucas likes to think that people have grown up and moved on from what happened in the past and it still doesn't affect them. Uh, because Lucas likes to only anyone. read the email preview. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Lucas does not like uh, to read the body of the email no. to see what's actually going on. Um, can I point out, though, We've had a lot of sexy time uh, montages, flashbacks in the first, between that uh, recap and Brooke's fantasy. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of like belly button kissing in all of these sexy time flashbacks. And I thought it was weird. Well, it's, it's, I'll tell you why. It's because that's as low as they can go on the CW slash WB without getting fined. No, I get it, but they it can't a, unbutton the pants. It was a choice. Yes. Like there are like three separate belly button kisses mm-hmm. in the first 15 minutes of this episode. Anyway. Yes. So yeah. So after that, they um get to Ellie's house and Peyton breaks it to Lucas that she's gonna have to go do this on her own. And he was like, I figured as much. I'm gonna go explore and I'll pick you up whenever you're ready to go. And Peyton walks to the front door and it's also accompanied by more flashbacks of her and Ellie and her sending Ellie away and their arguments and all that stuff. So it's very tense. Yeah. Yeah. Then we cut over to Nathan who meets Deb at some out of the way motel somewhere. And Deb immediately tells him that she loves him 
and tells him that she's always had to rely on others and she's never been strong, but she has to try to be strong now. And she breaks it to him kind of on a cliffhanger that she's not coming back to Tree Hill ever again. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Yeah. That's a very sad Deb that we see. She's yes. like, yeah. Yes. This is a very sad and down Deb. Barbara yes. acted the hell out of this Oh episode. my God, it's so good. Yeah. The scenes between the two of them this entire episode are just so flipping good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which I will say, I just thought about this. This is another episode where we like get them all separated and pair them off and do things, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love all the stuff between Nathan and Deb. But yeah, yes. just that first just, part is yeah. so good. So then uh, we get Peyton in Ellie's house, and I'm like, did she? just walk in did she get invited no it turns out she just walked in because the door was open she forgot she, she wasn't finds... in tree hill anymore <laughs> right like... and she's looking at a replacements vinyl and ellie catches her and basically just asks her what are you doing here peyton and peyton yeah. tries to say something and ellie's like that's great but you didn't answer my question what are you doing here and peyton says she has a business proposition for her she has uh haley's demo and she wants to put it out to put it out as a record, but she doesn't know how. So maybe Ellie could help her. And Ellie just smiles and says, it's good to see you, Peyton. She can already read between the lines. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. Ellie's not dumb. So while that's happening, Lucas goes to the River City version of the River Court. A.K.A. Park's basketball court, and he finds a girl named Faith who we find out is a very old friend of Lucas's from Tree Hill. And apparently she used to live there and they moved and everything else, which yep. is interesting to find another character that yeah. was back from his river court days. Yeah. yeah. Love it. I, I think it was nice though. And we'll talk about yeah. this more later, but like, I really like faith and I'm mm-hmm. sad that she was a storyline because they needed Lucas to do something? something for Lucas to do mm-hmm. while Peyton was dealing with Ellie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she was great. Like, I really liked her. <laughs> yeah. She's great. Yeah. So then we cut back to Brooke, who is being very authoritarian with Haley and the other cheerleaders. <laughs> I'm trying to say it as nicely as I can, um, who came to help her make the dresses. And Brooke is unhinged. It, oh, I will say it. There we go. And, you know, it has nothing to do with the fact that Lucas is off with Peyton right now. Nothing nope, to nothing. do with whatsoever. No. Nope. Yeah, not at all. Uh, Bevan then shows up with her younger siblings and cousins and Rachel. And uh-huh. a few things happen, but it just boils down to the fact that Brooke gets the grand idea of child labor in sweatshops. Brooke does create the concept of child labor because you would be led to believe at the beginning of this scene that Brooke has never seen a child before. Right? Because she just goes, what are those? (laughs) Kevin goes, cookies. She's like, no, these little people things. Right. So keeping that in mind, Brooke invents child labor in her panic. Dear God. Oh, uh, yeah. I also like that she calls um, Haley tutorial girl. Yes. 
Hi, kids. This is Tutorial list. Girl. She's going to show you how to make dresses. Uh, uh, I am yeah. impressed that so many Tree Hill cheerleaders know how to sew. Uh, oh, they don't know how to sew. No, there was they a tutorial. Seth <laughs> missed it. Uh, <laughs> just. Those girls were faking it till they made it because they knew if they didn't, they were going to get their asses hand to, handed to them by Brooke Davis. What well, would you rather do, get your ass handed to you by Brooke Davis or try to fake how to sew? Oh, she's tiny. I could take her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're sewing worse than the girls on RuPaul's Drag Race. Don't get me started on the Ru RuPaul <laughs> girls and their sewing skills. No, uh, but by the end of the episode, we learned that at least three Tree Hill cheerleaders can competently sew a garment, which yes. is hard. Yes. That is very hard. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just saying, that's impressive. Bevan, yes. sweet summer child. I don't missed, expect her she, to know She how missed to do the anything. tutorial. She missed the tutorial. <laughs> I'm surprised that all tutorial. four children got taken home alive under Bevan's care, honestly. Like, <laughs> ah. I don't know. I think yeah. it's just like something just like kicks in when you're responsible for children. Uh-huh. Like as a former nanny and like I did childcare and like babysitting all through high school, like you just like inherently almost know what to do. Like and yeah, you're like this is said, a like that new moms and everything like that, they just figure it out. Yeah. So I think just and honestly, since it's yeah. her siblings and her nephew and her niece, Bevan's probably like, I have to make sure they they come home breathing or I'm a dead woman. Mm. Like <laughs> this is true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, then we go back to Nathan, who is very confused why Deb can't come back home. And he notices that she is very scared and gets very spooked when the housekeeping lady knocks on the door. Yeah. And it, she finally, in that moment, admits to Nathan that she set fire to the dealership and tried to kill Dan. And Nathan immediately storms out of the motel room. Yeah. yeah. Big oof. Big yeah. oof. This, we'll this talk, whole thing, yeah. Yeah, we'll dissect more once it's him. all said and done. But yeah, no, she, yeah. I tells him and he just yeets himself out of that room. I was a little upset she told him. Like... That's a lot to put on your son, you know? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Especially your son who is still living under the person you attempted homicide on. Uh-huh. Yes. Like, because Nathan is still living in that house with right. Dan. Yep. Because Dan thinks it's his. Right. Jesus. Yep. Huh. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. So then we go back to Lucas and Faith, and they're catching up. And he tells her that he's dating Brooke Davis and Faith is flabbergasted and kind of a little upset, honestly, and reminds him about a senior senior cheerleader named Morgan Finley, who basically made Brooke her protege during their freshman year of high school, because that's when Faith was at Tree Hill during their freshman year. And Faith was tormented by Morgan every day until Lucas stepped in. And then he became the subject of their tormenting and bullying. And his whole thing was, if they're doing that to me, they're not doing it to anybody else. So that's fine with me. Yeah. Yeah. And 
Faith accuses Lucas of changing since joining the basketball team. And, you know, she tells him that she reminds him that he used to say that he would never join that popular and elite crowd of kids. And now he's like king of all of them. And she asks him, now that you're with them, who's looking out for the kids who are afraid to go to school and the outcasts? And he swears it's not like that anymore. He swears it's not like that. And he he also swears that Brooke is nothing like Morgan Finley. Immediately cut to Brooke telling everybody that snack time is over and they need to get back to work. Yes. I hate to say that. Hard so we can cut. go back and now just Hard we can, cut. We, Yes, it's great. We can go back and now talk about Faith and Lucas. What do we think about all of that? I mean, I get it. It's like I think that it's very likely that because it's tree Hill and it's a small town that like these two have been friends longer than just freshman year of high school. Oh yeah. In, in another life where faith was an actual character on the show, she would have been Haley's best fucking friend. Like it would have been, you know, it would have been Haley. They would have been the golden trio. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I like, I don't know. I just, she's a good, she's an honest foil to Lucas. Like, yes, Haley is like, she's upfront with him, but she's not blunt about it. Like faith is being. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think Lucas needs someone like that in his life. Well, especially now because the boys put so much pressure on himself to perform so well for in basketball with the HCM and all that kind of stuff that he forgot to have fun. I mean, let's not forget a couple episodes ago, ago this boy's idea of an epiphany was to run himself to death yeah that is true. like i mean just last episode his idea of an epiphany was to throw his life saves saving drugs into the lake exactly exactly uh, exactly uh, so i think this is the nice gentle awakening that he needs by the end of all of it um mm-hmm. but yeah faith's not pulling any punches and i kind of like that no, I really like that about her. And she continues to not pull any punches for the rest yes. of the episode. Yes, yes. But I would also say that, like, from what we have seen, Lucas is still kind of that person. Like, he is still friends with all of his, yeah. uh, you know, River Court uh, friends. He and Minkus are still super tight. Like, he hasn't given up on his friends. No. You know, he is just expanded his circle so like with the lapse of judgment in season one aside we aren't necessarily led to believe that he is not still that person who's sticking Mm -hmm. up for the little yeah yeah i think it's just on paper the fact that he's dating a cheerleader and he's a starter on the basketball team oh yeah that's a shot yeah okay exactly yeah no, I yeah, think I just, just because she hasn't been there, that's triggering for her, yep. which oh, yeah. I get it. And honestly, I would even argue Lucas hasn't really expanded his circle. He still has seven friends. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but I mean, he can speak. He has his Riverport boys. <laughs> yeah, no, he has what? seven friends. He, he can speak full sentences to Peyton Sawyer now. He really he can. can. He can speak expanded. full sentences to Peyton Sawyer. But it's like, yes. he has his Riverport boys. He has Haley, and then he really only expanded his circle by three people. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really only two right now because Nate's yeah, not talking. Yeah, yeah, Nathan, yeah, would, be the, Nathan <laughs> would be the eighth, but they're not speaking right now. So he really yeah. only has seven friends. Yeah, seven, seven friends. Seven friends and a brother who yes. he is on 
dubious speaking terms with. Yes. Yeah. So is he really that popular? Who knows? Okay. No. Anyway, cut back People to just Brooke know who he not. Is yes. yes, exactly. Cut to Brooke not acting like a complete bitch and taking away snack time. Um, yes. Then while that's happening, Rachel introduces herself to Mouth. And stay away from him. He just I literally wrote out the same him. thing. I wrote "Leave Marvin alone" in all caps with five exclamation points. And they have a little bit, you know, a little flirty talk. And she compliments him on his interview skills because she's listened to RavensHoops.com, and she asks him about his thing. Sorry, I had to. Uh, Yeah, because, you know, each announcer has their thing that they do. And we don't even get to hear what Mouth's thing would be because Brooke interrupts. And Mouth being sweet, innocent Mouth just tells her that, yeah, Rachel was asking about my thing. But that's not what I meant. I don't think he realized Rachel was flirting with him. No, no, he had no clue. Boy had had no idea. no fucking idea. Not a damn clue. His idea at that point was, mmm, good cookies and the sun-kissed tastes great. Mm, this sun kissed is super crisp this episode. Yes, because they are everywhere in that apartment. Uh-huh. I did not notice. They are that's the only soda they had in there was sun kissed. Uh-huh. Everyone is drinking a sun kissed and having some cookies from Bevan's cookie jar. Yep. <laughs> I just said that, didn't I? Dear yeah. God. Okay, moving on. Gotta sample um, the cookie jar. Wow. Then Haley and Brooke. Both are like they 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 run into each other and they're they're both we realize they're both really just internalizing the fact that both Nathan and Lucas left them first thing in the morning without really any explanation and they're both not really taking it well. Yeah. 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 It's poor babies. I know. Poor babies. Yeah. They're trying so hard. Your boys love you. They yeah, yes, yes. Then we go back to Ellie and Peyton. And Ellie questions Peyton on why she thinks that she could even help her with making this record. And Peyton says, well, you know a lot about the industry and you have a nice little record collection here. And Ellie goes little and immediately opens up these big French doors to my personal heaven. Thank you very much. But also (laughs) Peyton's heaven, Uh, except it sounds better. Almost passes out. Uh (laughs) She's so excited. It is a room that is nothing but wall-to-wall records. It is filled with records. Door-to-ceiling, wall-to-wall. Yes. The only thing in there besides wall-to-wall records is a record player on a table and a couch to sit on while you listen to it. And that's all you need. Mm. Oh, it was so cool. And they immediately start talking about The Cure. And Peyton tells her about the day that she fell in love with music while listening to The Cure. Yeah. And it's very cool. And you can tell they're this already was the moment that I went, oh, my God, I am Peyton Sawyer. Because <laughs> uh-huh. I am the same way. I know the day that I fell in love with music. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that day exactly when it happened. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I am also Peyton Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah. She then asks Ellie if she's in remission. And Ellie tells her that she's probably going to be just fine. She's totally uh. good. But totally that sort good of voice though <laughs> like right then peyton tells ellie that if she is going to help with this record that maybe she could just move in with peyton 
because, you know, her dad's away and he said it was okay. And then they could work on the record together. And Ellie swiftly declines, but tells her that she can stay here as long as she wants and check out all the records. There's got to be more albums that she's dead wrong about. (laughs) Yeah, they fight about that. The Cure album, like only Mm -hmm. real music nerds can. Yes. Absolutely. It, w- it was really fun to watch. I felt that deep in my soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. That conversation. I'm like, yep. Oh, yes. I already love them together so much. That one exchange. It's, I don't know. It's weird in my brain that Peyton went from kicking Ellie out of her life to talking to the angel of death to inviting Ellie to stay at the house so quickly. You know, like, it felt like a really, like, drastic, like, out-of-the-blue offer to Ellie to for her to move in. But Well, it was, I mean, it's that teenage it's, guilt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's been over the course of a couple episodes. So, I mean, it's been weeks yeah. without her. I mean, she, yeah. she'd been gone for a few weeks at mm-hmm. this point mm-hmm. before... Mm-hmm. Even the angel of death came up and was right. like, hi, I'm your conscience, bitch. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was clearly on her mind before yeah. her anxiety conjured her became <laughs> a corporate, became like a real person. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Then we go back to Lucas and Faith and Faith is still in disbelief about how much Tree Hill has changed since she left given the fact that she also is flabbergasted that Lucas came here with one Peyton Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Aren't we all? Uh, yep. Look how right? far we've come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it turns out we get a little backstory on Faith's family that the reason they moved was because uh, Faith's mom is a basketball coach and she now is the head coach of the River City Boys High School basketball team. Which is cool. Right. Very cool. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they are immediately interrupted by two guys who give Lucas a hard time about the Ravens losing their first game. And Faith, being the badass that she is, immediately challenges them to a game to 11. (laughs) And not only that, but she rattles off the rules with just this air of confidence that I aspire to. She's done that so many times in her life. She absolutely has. Let's not let's I I just want to know like how they divided the teams when there were the five of them at the river court. Cause you know that it was Lucas faith junk skills and Fergie who were playing basketball while mouth was doing a, a play by play announcement freshman year. Like, you know, that's having it. three on two. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Love it. It's not I like they're it. only ever out there to just play one game. True. Very true. Yeah. But then, so they play their game against the boys and they promptly hand them their asses and kick mm-hmm. their butts. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was great. Well, then, so here's my thing. Uh huh. If her mom is the coach of the boys side, mm-hmm. right? How do they not know about her? I'm assuming they played. I don't her. think they were on the team. I don't. Yeah. I don't think you they think were on the team. It's another like river court situation where they just play for fun and not. Yes. On yeah, the I team. think they probably go to the high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm assuming the River City boys basketball team is a 
direct competitor of the Tree Hill Ravens. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just knew a lot about how bad the Ravens were sucking. Uh, mm-hmm. To, I don't know, it, it. my brain put it together that they were on the team. And I'm like, well, why are they counting her out of this game, you know? I mean, they very well could be because what, how would they know that the coach's daughter plays basketball if she doesn't play on the team, on the yeah. girls' basketball team, if there is one? How would they know if she's not? Because she said she's not like super popular in River City. So yeah. who they might not even know who the hell she actually is, that she's the coach's daughter. So who knows? Yep. But also, it's been made pretty clear that, for lack of a way of putting it, like Nathan Scott specifically – is a high school basketball legend. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like currently, like people know who Nathan Scott is. Yes. And because every high school, you know, in the county or whatever has played Nathan Scott at least once in the last four years. Yep. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So then we cut over to Deb and Nathan again, and Nathan is now out in the parking lot of the motel sitting on the hood of his car and Deb comes out to talk to him and he asks her, how did it come to this? And he's trying to think of a happy memory about it was his 13th birthday. They got tickets to a basketball game. They all went to the game as a family. And then he remembers Deb's face when he looked at her that day. And he realizes that Deb was never actually happy there. And he says that Dan is a bad guy, but somewhere deep down, he just wants Nathan to be the best he can be. And Nathan says he doesn't deserve to die for that. And Deb has a retort and she says, (laughs) Deb's like, wait, 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 hang on a minute here, Nathan. Hang on. She tells him about the time that a coach from a really prestigious high school basketball program, the number one program in the state came to recruit Nathan. And Dan sent the coach away and Deb told Dan that she was going to take Nathan to that school and they were leaving. And Dan told her very quietly and very calmly that if they left, he would find her eventually and he would kill her. And she told him that Dan will never, ever let him go. No matter what, he will always try to control Nathan. Yeah. It's like Dan keeps showing us what a shit bag he is. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, just when you think you found the bottom of the shit bag. Yeah. And I think it really does put in perspective of, like, we know that, obviously, Deb suffered being married to Dan. But never, we never knew to that extent, I don't think. Or really thought about it that much. Of why she did what she did. You know. Yeah. Why it got that far. I, I joke about, like... Deb needing to try harder to kill him, right? But, like, that's, like, legitimately, like, a... She has been in fear for her life for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's awful. Like, And I think we realize has not been sober pretty much the entire time we knew her until she went to rehab. Right. She's not sober now, either. No. Yeah. Like she's, she's more sober than she was, but she's not sober now. Yeah. 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 Then we go back to Lucas and faith and Lucas is thanking faith for reminding him how much fun it is just to play basketball with no pressure of the team or anything like that. And 
they both kind of come around and admit that maybe they've both changed a little, but maybe it's for the best. Yep. Sure. Change is good. Change is good. Yep. Maybe all change is not bad. <laughs> great. To, great, to great, great. Great. <laughs> great. Yes. Then we go back to sweatshop Brooke and she's inspecting everybody's work. Bevan, her stitches are all wrong. And Bevan's retort is, I missed the tutorial, Brooke. And yeah. yeah. Then she goes to Rachel and Rachel actually did amazing work. And turns out Rachel actually ordered that dress herself. She liked the design, but didn't trust the designer. So she came to make the dress herself and leaves. <laughs> Which is honestly very funny. <laughs> it's so funny. And it's so mean. It's really fucking funny. <laughs> Just the only reason she came was to make her own dress. Yeah. Oh, God. Jesus. You mm-hmm. know what? Brooke got her money. Like, right? She, Rachel didn't get that dress for free. Rachel no. had to pay for it. So right? whatever. Like, right? yes. sure, but make that, your own dress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that sends Brooke over the edge, and she freaks out on everybody until Haley like gets in her face and brings her back down to earth with a reminder that none of this is worth anything if it's going to change who you are. And Brooke immediately gets the light bulb it clicks and she tells mouth to shut down the website stop all the orders and he says you know we'll give everybody their money back and he's like we we can't we use all the money to buy fabric and supplies she's fine i'll finish the dresses myself and she apologizes to everybody for how she treated them and sends them all home and to make it up to the kids she gives them all cds <laughs> and turns out Haley's like brooke that was a really nice thing you did with my cds yep <laughs> Very, very, very Brooke Davis. Davis. Very Brooke Davis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then, the good thing is, at least Haley's not listening to anything that kids shouldn't be listening to. Right? right. At least it's not like Nathan's old CDs of gangster rap with stuff. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. God. Those are uh, all like Cheryl Crow. Oh, that's Natalie so Merchant. Yeah. Yep. yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So then we go back to Peyton and Ellie and they are definitely bonding over music and things until Peyton decides to go to the kitchen for a glass of water and finds that every single cupboard in Ellie's kitchen is bare and the fridge is empty. And Peyton immediately puts two and two together and accuses Ellie of just coming there to die because she has no furniture. She has no food. She has nothing. This was a rough scene. This was, this was really, yeah, rough, but it's done so well. Oh, I oh, it's done it. incredibly well. Yeah. And you definitely like when the scene is over, like my exact note was like, yeah, she's definitely Peyton's mother. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, she made it all raise Peyton, but like that nut didn't fall very, very oh, far God. from the tree. Because nope. Ellie immediately covers by saying that she's on the road a lot. So she doesn't need a lot of stuff or food in the fridge. And and, and says, you know, I just kind of like to be left alone. Kind of like now, except I'm not. You know, and basically accuses Peyton of just barging in. And she tells Peyton that, you know, I know you didn't come here for music advice. You came here for guilt. And Ellie says she doesn't need it. She doesn't want it. And she kicks Peyton out of the house. And Peyton admits that, yeah, she came there to see how Ellie was doing. And is it so wrong to worry about her? And Peyton wanted to make the record as a charity record for breast cancer research and storms out of the house. 
was Haley okay? Did Haley okay making that a a record to raise money for breast cancer research? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Who the hell knows? Like that's Haley's song. Like Haley's she's just cool. happy she's, she's cool making a record. <laughs> Haley's just happy she's making music. Yes, she doesn't care. Yeah, Haley that's won't. True. Care. Haley didn't care. And knowing Peyton, she probably did talk to Haley about it. Right. Yeah. It's such a a heartbreaking scene, but it's such a good scene. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah, there were so many, like, dramatic scenes this week between, like, parents and their offspring. Like, Mm -hmm. it was, yeah. Dang. Yep. Like, and also, like, kudos to Hillary Burton Morgan and Cheryl Lee for acting that so well. Yeah, that was fantastic. Oh, my God. Ugh. Yeah. And, they, like like you said, they even fight the same. Like, that, if mm-hmm. that Ellie outburst was not a Peyton Sawyer outburst, I don't know what that was. Oh, yeah, those, yeah. like, below-the-belt barbs, the, like, oh, I know mm-hmm. what you're thinking. You don't even talk. I can, fi- I can fight both sides of this myself. You know, mm-hmm. like, 100%. Yep. 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 Oh, yeah. Then we go back to Nathan and Deb and they say goodbye. But Deb says only for a little while. Deb would never leave him for good. And Nathan, in a really sweet, like, earnest moment, tells his mom that he's not so good on his own either. Sad Nathan. But she reminds him that he is so strong ever since he became emancipated. And Deb hopes that she can find that strength for herself one day. And her final words to him are to go home, work it out with Haley before it becomes a bigger problem because you deserve to be happy. And they say goodbye and Nathan leaves. Work on your marriage before it comes. The thing becomes the thing you have to hide from or something like that. Like Mm -hmm. she had a really good line about marriage and yeah, she did confronting your problems. Yeah, it was, I think you're right. I think it was like, go home and work on your marriage before it comes, becomes something to run from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think was Ugh. what she said. So good, so so good. I already missed Deb. I know. Yeah. There, there was. Uh, okay, first of all, is this the last we see of Deb? Is no. this a season? Okay, I didn't think so. No, I it is not so. a series wrap on Deb. Ser- not a series Eddie wrap means. on Deb. Uh, but that flashback, I forgot her season one hair. Her season one hair is not great compared to her like <laughs> no, luscious no, no, waves that we have she's now, got going yeah. on now. Yeah, no. Yep. Yep. The flashback, and I go, oh. What? You mean the, the mom bob? I know, it the, was jarring. Yeah, the the aggressive bangs and the mom bob. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just, I did, I did. I know they were calling them as, like, things she wasn't proud of, but I was very happy we also got the flashbacks at some point of her threatening to stab him in his sleep and throw boiling water on him. With syrup in it. <laughs> yes, with syrup. Yes. So, so it sticks. Yes. 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 No, yeah, we did get the greatest hits of Deb threats, which... Yes. Is yes. always a fun. Oof, love it. It did love culminate it. in her setting her ex-husband on fire or her hu- abusive husband on fire, which was yes. like an escalation. To be fair, yes. it yes. was an escalation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what else sticks? Fire. Fire sticks. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So then... We get a really quick scene of Lucas and Peyton driving home and Peyton's really sad. And she admits to Lucas she doesn't think she's ever going to see Ellie again. As she kind of quietly cries as they leave town. And 
we then cut to Brooke, who answers Lucas's phone call, where he tells her that their car broke down and it's going to be a while before they get back home until there's a knock at the door. And it's Lucas because he was playing a joke on her. Bad, joke. bad timing. Bad, bad joke, joke, dude. Luke. Bad joke, dude. Don't do it. Don't do it, Luke. God, Lucas. But also, there's something that else I want to talk about about that scene with Peyton and Lucas hmm? that oh. we can come back to because I wrote okay. something down about it. Okay. But... Uh, yeah, but also, Lucas, the now is not the time. No. That wasn't no. it. No. <laughs> no. And he says, but I'm here now. Put me to work. What do you want me to do? And she's like, I don't want to work anymore. Let's go do something you want to do. And he's like, well, there's actually something I need to go do. And she gets really bummed. He's like, with you. And he drags her out of the house. Super cute. Yeah. Then we get our montage moments at the end of the episode. Uh, we start with Ellie who has a voicemail from her oncologist telling her that he's not for her stopping her treatment. And she drowns out the rest of the message with Haley's new song. Oh God. I love that song so much. It's so good. (gasps) We get even more of it this episode and I love it so much. Oh God. And it's one of those things that it's like when I was a child, I liked it because you know, had a good beat and like I kind of understood the lyrics and what she was Mm -hmm. referencing and like what she was talking to you. But now as an adult, like listening to those lyrics, yes, that song hits good. (laughs) It's so good. uh, Every single time, every time, every time there's never not a time I've listened to that song and I've not just had to like stop and listen to the whole thing. It's so Uh good. Uh, It's just, it's already there. In my soul forever. Um, Then we get a really quick scene of Dan setting up his new office at City Hall. We get a contemplative Haley trying wanting to call Nathan. Um, Then Ellie shows up at Peyton's house and she tells her the song's great, but it needs background vocals. And Peyton's like, well, duh, it's a demo. (laughs) And Ellie just goes, it's a business arrangement and walks in the door. Mm -hmm. And speaking of people walking in Haley gets a knock at the door and it's Nathan and she asks him what, he, what what's he doing and he said he just wanted to see her and they immediately hug and she shuts the door so cute and finally we get Lucas taking Brooke to the river court and he tells her this is his world and you know she says Lucas I've been here before and he says yeah but I've never told you what this place really means to me and how important it is in my life. It's a huge part of my life. And Brooke asks if she's a part of all this. And he says, you're the biggest part. And they get a little smoochy smoochy. Then he goes to play basketball while she sits with mouth to watch. And it's very cute and sweet. And, and the ep- with mouth because there's one yep. by his feet. Yep. yep. <laughs> and the episode ends. Uh, uh, this entire what a- episode... And by that, I mean the last 20 minutes when we see Lucas play basketball twice. I'm sitting here going, where were those skills during the game last week? Why? Right. Right. He was so good. <laughs> so was- you can play basketball. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, to be fair, his head and his heart really weren't in it. I mean, his head wasn't in it because of Brooke and Chris Keller. His heart wasn't in it because, you know, that's the point of the fucking medication, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I would but, even also argue he and Nathan are out of sync. Yes. Like, oh, that's part of metaphors. what. Metaphors. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> like that's part of what has made them such a good, what made them such a good team after Lucas joined the basketball team was like once Lucas and Nathan became friends, like they were kind of unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. so they're not working together because they're pissed at each other. Yeah. Right. So they yeah. did work together last week to hit Chris Keller in the face with that basket. It was the best That's play they did all game. It was literally the best game, all, <laughs> the play all game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did we think of the episode overall, kids? It was dramatic, but good dramatic. Not like a, huh? wow, this is really extra. Like they didn't need to go that far. Yeah. It was it was good drama. Yes. And it was good acting. Like for me, that was I think the best part of this episode is it was it was a solidly acted episode all around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and, yeah. And we've had so many romps in a row. We've had like yeah. what, like three or four episodes that were just like chaotic, <laughs> like fun mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. That, like, touched on some serious stuff and did have character development, but were just, like, fun times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was, you know, this is this is what this show does, is it, like, lures mm-hmm. you in with a, a beach party romp, and mm-hmm. then you're, you know, next episode you're dealing with homicide and cancer diagnoses. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. It, honestly, it, was, it sets the tone. It really sets the tone well for the back half of season three. Yeah, if that's you can what even I was call say, it the back half because we're ten episodes in. So, right. yeah, it's a good launching point for the second half of the season. With it, um, it mm-hmm. affirms the fun stuff that happened at the end of the previous episode, which was, like I said, the mid-season finale, and it just it it kind of again pushes things a little more forward. Enough where we're like, okay, this is where things are going, but enough to, but not enough where we we know exactly what's going to happen. Enough for us to want to keep watching and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And there was something else that I noticed that we can't talk about for a little while, um, mm-hmm. and I will bring it up when I can. But there was a little bit of foreshadowing yep. in this episode that I never really noticed before. Me either. Um, and when it came up, I was like, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, so we can talk about that in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. but they're pla- they're uh, That's what I think I love about this episode. They planted a lot of seeds this yeah. episode with every single character. Mm-hmm. 100%. There's a lot. And gentle yep. listeners, Jesse's looking at us with such an inquisitive, confused, and maybe slightly <laughs> perturbed look because she doesn't Scared. know what's going on. Scared. And Yes. Uh, yes. So I love this episode. I forgot how much I love this episode. It's, it's just great. Cause you get the wonderful dialogue between Nathan and Deb, the wonderful dialogue between Peyton and Ellie, the funny yet also poignant dialogue between Lucas and faith. And then just the funny romp of Brooke and Haley and mouth in that sweatshop. Trying to it's, solve this problem. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. Like there's the high school problem right there. Like, <laughs> A high schooler makes a website trying to sell things. Chaos ensues. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I love Bro- it. When Brooke lays out her business plan, which is, I was just hoping not no one would buy these things. And, uh-huh. and <laughs> Minkus and Haley look at her like, 
excuse me? And she goes, what, is that a bad plan? I'm like, right. So good. It's so yeah. good. Like it was just supposed to be a vanity she was website. Hoping that nobody was going to buy them. It was that she was assuming nobody was going. Right. To. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But that was her business plan was. No, no one's going to buy this. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a pretty website to say, look at my clothes. And that's yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yep. It was going to be her portfolio. It, yeah. With an, with an option to check out. <laughs> right. Oh, God. <laughs> I loved it. Okay. I loved it can so we, much. can I talk about the Lucas and Peyton thing that yes. I, that yes. you glazed over? Yes. Um, so more than once in this episode, Peyton, you know, thanks Lucas for, you know, coming with her and pushing her and all that. And I can't remember which interaction is. I think it's the one on the way home Mm -hmm. and where she's like, I really appreciate you coming with me today. And he looks at her and is like, I love, of course I did. I love being that guy for you. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is not something you say to someone who is not, I mean, truthfully, you shouldn't say that to your girlfriend because that's a bad reason to date somebody. But like, that is not a sentence you say to your girlfriend's best friend who you have history with. Mm-hmm. Like that is just, ugh, that was not a good, I did not like that. Yeah. <laughs> and the saddest part is, is I don't think Lucas even realizes what he's doing. No, I don't think he does either. I don't think he does yeah. one bit either. I think Lucas well, just always wants to be that guy for everybody. He always wants to be that dependable guy that anyone can turn to if they need something. Yeah. Well, and it's wants, just, yeah, it's, he's trying to have his cake and eat it too. Right. Like he still, yes, still <laughs> always, uh, <laughs> especially when it comes to broken Peyton, like he wants to be with Peyton, not Peyton. No, he wants to be with Brooke, right? He wants to be Brooke's one and only be mm-hmm. exclusive, but he also, likes that Peyton relies on him. Brooke doesn't need him. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Peyton yeah. needs the support or she thinks she needs his support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brooke will never a admit it or B need him like Peyton does. Yeah. So, and I think yeah. the difference between high schoolers and us is that they think that's just being friends and we know that that means so much more than just being friends. That is an emotional infidelity. That is an emotional connection that goes well beyond what a high schooler understands. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. But it also is just like, Luke, don't do this. <laughs> Please don't do this. And he's not even, and the thing, the, 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 I don't know if it's even the saddest thing, but the thing is he doesn't even realize that he's doing it. No. Yeah. He's no, just. He absolutely doesn't. He's just, you know, he's one of those people that he's flirting with you and he doesn't even realize he's doing it. Yeah. 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 Because, like, yes, Haley's his best friend. They would never. But, like, sometimes the way he talks to Haley, like, if you didn't know them, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, ah! Well, let's not forget that Jesse, for the first, like, three episodes of this season, thought, or the first three episodes of this series, thought that Lucas and Haley were going to end up together. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. That was a very large prediction that Haley made that she, that Haley, I mean, (laughs) that Jesse made that she was wrong about. (laughs) Yes. That was her first wrong prediction. Yes. Yes. How do we feel about the prediction now, Jesse? I I understand where I went wrong. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) 
no, yeah, but just I, yeah, yeah. He's got those smooth, those like eyes, you know, those like puppy dog eyes. He's got bedroom bro- eyes. He's got bedroom eyes. He's got those broody eyes, and he will talk to you in the gravelly whispers, and uh, you know, that think mm-hmm. he's just being friends with you, and mm-hmm. uh, any any person who's attracted to men go, uh, yeah. But I think me. Is, but I think <laughs> the thing is, yeah, yes, there is a whole questionable thing about what he's doing with Peyton. But I think he would do this for anybody. If it was mouth who said, I need your help, Luke, he'd be there in a heartbeat. And it's just the fact that he has the history with Peyton, it makes it murky. And the fact that that's what they wanted to hammer home this episode with Brooks side comments and her insecurities about everything. It's fueling that love triangle that is always been there for the three of them this whole time. Well, and that's the whole point of this. If this was a a road trip between Luke and Minkus, we wouldn't be talking about this 15 minutes after we finished our recap, you know? Exactly. Like, uh, that's the whole, like... That's the the Lucas of it all. That's the (laughs) fact that it, that he would do it for anyone, but it's different. Well, and the the whole point, you know? Well, and the thing is, I would say, do we think it is just a friend thing? between he and Peyton when he said that to her. I mean, I, I think it is for him. I, I yeah, think I in, think I think in their minds, that's yeah. what they thought at that point for Lucas. I don't know about Peyton. Do no. we think Peyton feels that feels it's just a friend thing with her and Lucas? I don't know because we, we, I think we had this conversation at the end of, at the end of the, uh, yeah, it would have been last episode where, you know, the angel of death is like, listing off all of Peyton's anxieties. Mm-hmm. And I I mentioned then Peyton got very defensive mm-hmm. yeah, when the when, angel when... brought up Lucas. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, you know, for Peyton, like, yeah, obviously like, she's heartbroken about Jake. She misses Jake. She wants Jake. But there is, I mean, she could have, the thing about them taking this road trip is that she called Lucas. Mm-hmm. Yes. She has other people she could have called. Mm-hmm. She could have called well, Brooke. But I yeah. will say, they made that promise to each other, though, weeks ago when Ellie was there. You know, that was the thing that they had, was he was there for her dealing with Ellie's stuff mm-hmm. and Peyton's yeah. stuff. Brooke wasn't there for Peyton when it came to Ellie for some reason. Well, she wasn't in town. She wasn't physically there. Because Ellie true. came I mean, back that's, over the summer. Because the bulk yeah. of the Ellie stuff happened over the summer that's when true. Brooke was so, in I mean, California. So that's, I think that's the reason why it was a Luke thing and not a Brooke thing, is that Luke's been there since minute one of the mama drama with Ellie. And it would have been weird for her to ask Brooke to do this when Brooke's not been there for the whole thing. Brooke was not there when Peyton flipped out on Ellie in her house to get out and get out of her life and all that stuff. Like, that's a Luke-Peyton shared thing, I mm-hmm. think. And whether or not there are undertones with their relationship, because quite frankly, it's always going to be there. It's never going to go away that those two have history and those two had those feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Those three, you know what I mean? It's always going to be there. It's just what they decide that. Yeah. It's just whatever they decide to do with it going forward. Now that he's back with Brooke and committed to Brooke, but Peyton is still, Brooke's best friend and arguably 
one of Lucas's best friends at this point. I would say Lucas's two best friends at this point are Haley and Peyton. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't disagree with that. You know, they, I mean, those are the two that he shared the most with. And he's probably at this point shared more with Peyton than he has Haley in the last year or six yeah. months, you know? Yeah. Cause so, Haley wasn't there. Exactly. Yeah. So. No, yeah. I think for Luke, it is a friend thing. With mm-hmm. Luke, it is what you were saying. I would do this for any of my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I agree. For Peyton, I don't know if those boundaries are there in her brain. Yep. And I will She's, say, isn't this the smart thing? Because don't you want to keep watching to find out what it actually means? You, Fine, sure. <laughs> She's going to keep going anyway. We don't have to yeah, say that no. to her. We're, yeah. we're I, 60 I, episodes in. Yeah. No, what 50 am I episodes do? in. But I mean, I'm talking that like as a plot device, it makes you want to keep watching to be like, where's this going to go? Right. Yeah. Where does P. Sawyer fit into all this? Because that's the that's the thing of having five main characters and four of them are coupled up. Yeah. What what what's the fifth one going to do? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's why Jake was here. That's why we miss Jake, Jake. We do miss Jake, Jake. Why is your why did you do? Yes. Yeah, I just uh, I just I agree. I wish Jake Jake would come back. I wish that they would be happy and. Mm -hmm. It would have just been so nice. Strap the baby onto the back of the motorcycle and ride off into the sunset. That's right. God. Dear God. Oh, boy. Okay. Anyway, when he rode off on the motorcycle, he didn't have Jenny with him because he was going to find her and Nikki. Let us not forget he did go to find his daughter, his infant daughter, riding a motorcycle. How is he bringing his infant daughter home? They'll figure that out. It's fine. (laughs) They'll figure it out, Jesse. That's the spinoff I need, Brody. Would you rather him have, like, done it in his crappy little car? Like, I don't think he had any intentions of coming back, though. I know. No. Because I think Jake knows that if he were to come back with Jenny, like the shit's going to continue. Mm-hmm. I know. So, yeah, which is a bummer. <sighs> okay. On that note, kids, is there anything else we want to talk about this episode? I think we talked it to death, Brody. I think, I think we did. Done. This was yeah. a good, co- but we had a great conversation. Yes, I will say we did. this was, this was fun. This is, this yeah. is fun times. Tree Hill right. After Dark is a good place to be. Really, it is. I don't <laughs> know if we mentioned that, that we're recording not at a usual time. We're yeah. recording it like, no. you know, eight o'clock at night right now. And it's we fun usually times. record on Sunday afternoons. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't even have a hot toddy with me because I'm doing dry January. So I am doing this sober today. There we go. And we usually, love that for you. Usually Tree Hill After Dark is a, is a not quite sober uh, experience no. for Jesse. No. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, that's going to do it for us guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, do not forget to like rate and subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, because it does help us out tremendously and hit us up on social media. We are everywhere. You can find your social media at on Wednesdays pod. Uh, if you want to drop us a line, got a question, comment, concern, colorful limerick. We don't care. Uh, drop it in the Instagram <laughs> DMS. Yes. Colorful limerick. <laughs> Jesse's eyes Wait. lit up so excited. Like I just said, Jake, Jake's coming back. Uh, will someone write us a colorful limerick or haiku? I will accept a haiku about either Jake, Jake or uh, podcast after dark. 
Yes. There is your assignment, gentle <laughs> listeners. There is your assignment. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week for another episode. Who knows what's going to happen if we're going to record it normal time or after dark. We'll see. But it's going to be a fun time regardless. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>